You are listening to a Pleasure Podcast. For more from our Sex Podcast Collective, visit PleasurePodcasts.com. Are you into Japanese rope bondage? Maybe you know it as shibari or kimbaku. Mm-hmm, I know exactly what you're into. Well, have you heard of RopeFlix.com? RopeFlix has partnered with many of the top bondage artists and producers to create a one-of-a-kind website. They provide hundreds of hours of streaming video direct from Japan, featuring authentic erotic Japanese rope bondage. And the cool thing is, RopeFlix is more than just a rope bondage video site. It's designed to be a rope community, a place where people can learn not only how to tie, but also more about the history, context, and meaning of Japanese rope bondage. You can simply watch for enjoyment or learn new techniques from the people that created them. You'll also see interdisciplinary fetishes in RopeFlix's videos like lactation, predicament bondage, capture and release, and of course, a variety of other punishments and titillating scenes. Head on over to RopeFlix.com to lose yourself in hours upon hours of traditional Japanese kimbaku. RopeFlix.com. It's just like Netflix, but for Japanese erotic rope bondage. Hello, friends. It's another day, a new week. It's the beginning of September. It's almost fall. Are we going to drink pumpkin spice lattes? I don't know. I'm probably not, but maybe I will. Shh, don't tell anyone. Welcome to American Sex. This is a podcast dedicated to normalizing conversations about pleasure and alternative sexual expression by challenging those puritanical, backward-ass ideals we have right here in the United States. This is episode 101, yeah, 101, like Dalmatians of American Sex Podcasts, but we're not going to be talking about Dalmatians. But we do need to do a puppy play episode, don't we? Okay, I'll get back to that. Anyway, I'm Sunny Megatron. My lovely co-host is Ken Melvoinberg, who you're going to be hearing from in just a few minutes. We're sexuality educators, pleasure advocates, and kinky perverts, too. So this week, like I said, puppy play might be coming later, but right now we're going to dive into the swing lifestyle and a little bit of face sitting too. This week, we talk with lifestylers D.H. Black and Lady V, who are no strangers to this sex positive community. D and V have been married for over 13 years and have spent over a decade in a non-traditional relationship together. They formed the company DV Passion Love Experience LLC in 2009. DV Passion Love Experience provides relationship coaching services that cater to both monogamous and non-monogamous folks. By focusing on honesty, communication, empowerment, and inclusion, they specialize in pleasure-based sex ed, swinging, open relationships, as well as providing the tools needed to achieve the ultimate in sexual pleasure. DV Passion's consultations are highly sought after, and the business has grown to include individual and couples coaching, workshops, public speaking, seminars, a national radio show, and a sex-positive clothing line. Their motto is, quote, your nut is valuable, and it is, by the way. They each strive to make sex great again. 
So Ken and I sat down with D and V and talked about all sorts of really interesting and important and sexy things. So first, they gave us a swinging primer. You know, how does the lifestyle work? How do you meet people? What's the etiquette of intending parties? And where do you go to learn all the lingo and the acronyms? You know, sound just as cool as all the other people that know all the lingo and the acronyms. Uh, How do you as a couple decide what is and is not a part of your dynamic with other sexual partners? What's the best way to start exploring? How do you know you're ready to open your relationship? And this is the important one. What are some red flags indicating that this may not be the best thing for you? They also go over, you know, what's the difference between a swinger or having an open relationship or being polyamorous? And can people that identify as each of those things coexist together in the same space? We also get into the nuances of swinging in the African-American community. What's up with the swing lifestyle being so overwhelmingly white in so many areas of the country? And in what areas is that different and why? We talk about the difficulties of being a bisexual male in the lifestyle and if that biphobia is more pronounced in black spaces or not. We also get into the act of face sitting. You know, what's it about? Is it about smothering? Is it about eating someone out real good? Is it about both? What's the psychology behind it? What's the proper preparation and technique for the act? And DNV also tell us about a super exciting major national TV feature that's coming up soon about them and their role in the lifestyle. And we feel real special because you and I right here, you and me American fuckers, we are the first ones to hear about it. So real quick, before we get to that, I want to mention that if you haven't heard, I'm teaching at the Fire Woman Retreat in San Diego, September 27th to 29th. It's a unique three-day event hosted by Amy Jo Goddard, and it's designed to help women and non-binary folks break through the things that hold them back from being who they really are as sexual people. The weekend includes transformative teachings, play shops, incredible evening events by Firelight, and powerful connection with other women who are also on this journey of sexual evolution. I'd love for you to join us, and I'm so proud to be a part of this event. To find out more, head on over to firewomanretreat.com slash sunny. One more thing. This is important. This thing is also absolutely free, and I know you're going to love it. If you are an existing or aspiring sexuality educator, listen up and take notes. I've got a free resource for you. There's a Sex Educator Skillshare online conference coming up soon, and it's organized by the amazing Ducky Doolittle. There's a link to all of the information about the the online conference in the show notes at americansexpodcast.com. But if you're trying to scribble it down real fast, it's sextoyradio.com slash sex-educator-skill-share conference. It's going to be taking place every Sunday online from September 15th to November 11th, 2019. Right now, organization of this conference is just getting underway and they're still looking for volunteers and sponsors. So if you're willing to help out, you know where to go, that website. And if you want to attend, again, it is absolutely 100% free. Keep an eye on the website that I gave you for more information. Last thing, Now, you listened to last week's episode with Amp Summers of What's the Safe Word. If you didn't, you need to go back and listen to it. 
So we talked about what an unfriendly place social media and the internet at large is becoming for people like us who teach and talk about sex and sex education online. Censorship of these important topics is getting way out of hand, and educators' social media accounts are being shut down left and right. The latest is I'm hearing that there are sex podcasts being removed from iTunes for using forbidden words in their episode descriptions. Yeah, can you believe it? It's just getting bad. But to be sure, we all don't lose touch. In the event of one of those horrible censorship crackdowns, I highly encourage you to get on our mailing list. If you have your phone handy, you can sign up for our mailing list right now. Simply text the word Megatron to the number 444-999. That's it. You're in. You can also visit SunnyMegatron.com slash newsletter to sign up online. All right, American fuckers, here is Lady V and D. So this guest conversation is a long fucking time coming. I want to say <laughs> when we first when we first were like, "Hey, let's do a podcast." And we got a list of like potential guests we'd like to talk to. You were on that list over 2 years ago. I know. It's been about over way over way fucking 2 over years two ago. Years. Yeah, yeah. So I would, I am so happy to welcome you, Lady V and D. Hi. Hey, guys. Hey, how are you guys? (coughs) Good afternoon, everyone. Good evening. Good, good. We're doing great. So you are both known for, you're known for a lot of things, um, many of which we're going to be talking about over the next hour. Uh, But where I want to start is you are known as a lifestyle couple, you do lifestyle coaching. And I don't know if a lot of our audience is very familiar with the swing lifestyle. So what is swinging? What's the lifestyle that you two lead? Like, set it up for us. Well, well, we met about, we met June. I oh, know, I'm sorry. <laughs> I was about to say June. No, no, no. <laughs> We met March 16th of 2004. Um, my husband proposed to me April 20th of 2004, 420. And we got wow. married on June 19th of 2004. And so we were, we've been married for about 15 years. And when we got into the lifestyle, we were very new to everything. We didn't know nothing. And we were just married. And I knew I was bisexual and I liked females. And that's, and I knew he liked females too. So I was like, hey. <laughs> and just one day out of happenstance, we were watching Real Sex on HBO. And um, she just said, hey, babe, what do you think about us venturing into the lifestyle? I was like, what do you mean? It was, he thought, thought it was a, a trick, trick question. Yeah, I thought it was a trick question. Like, you trying to trick me? <laughs> so, so we did our research and we went to different nudist um, websites and. Yeah, started found, with us looking, looking for nudist sites. Yeah. And then we started finding that there was swinger. There was an African American swinger community here in Atlanta. And we was like, what? And we found that on SLS, which is swings, uh, swing, swing lifestyle. lifestyle. Yes. And so we started with just meeting people, and then those people became our friends. 
And from there, we moved, we moved into our friends asking us questions like, Oh my God, you guys been married. Like we were the only married couple out of everyone. And so they were like, Hey, you know, how long have you guys been married? And when they find out how short we got, you know, in the time frame we got married, how do you guys keep it together? And we just started to meet and actually interact. And some interactions became more, um, amazing. <laughs> during time so it's been pretty it's pretty good and the lifestyle is an amazing experience for those who would like to join it so for a lot of people who have heard of and now do you call your i don't know your relationship style the lifestyle do you call it swinging like what's your preferred terminology we 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 don't really put labels on it It (laughs) i think when we first started we did yeah we was we just said we're just straight up swingers right now we're open to possibilities yeah we just live our lives and whoever we meet we meet and we have fun with So I don't consider myself a lifestyler. However, I'm like lifestyle adjacent, lifestyle friendly. I've been to lifestyle events. Um, And one thing that I've noticed now, granted, y'all live in Atlanta. And I've noticed in the different places I've been to in North America, both Canada, or at least Ontario is where we've been, and Atlanta in our experiences, seem to be a bit of an anomaly compared to the rest of the United States. So for us in Chicago, we go to a swing event. It's very white. It's very suburban. It's, you know, I have a lot of black friends or just friends of color who are like, you know, kind of interested in swinging, but not feeling the vibe at all because it's a bunch of suburban white people. Um, so have, did you find that when you got into the lifestyle or not so much because Atlanta is a little more inclusive? Well, Atlanta was more open to the black community. Yeah. Uh, I, more than where we have, you know, more than places that we have visited to. I like to call Atlanta right. like the black mecca of swinging. Yeah. Like that's yeah. where you can go to your clubs. It's, it's very open, but sometimes closed minded in the same time. How so? Um, just as far as where just stuff just being African American, the traumas of molestation, and I, religion. I, think, I don't think that's African American, just just the African American community. I think that a lot of people deal with that overall. But I think it's more with the African American community, sex is so taboo. Yeah, and it's, you know, due to our backgrounds growing up and how sex is treated. In our community, we're not, we don't talk about sex as often and as freely as Caucasians. So one of the things that um, a lot of people talk about, and I hear a lot of my white friends say like, oh yeah, the African-American community, they're really, like you are saying, really judgmental about sex, especially bisexuality, especially when it comes to male bisexuality. Is that, in your opinion, is that a rumor? Is there some truth to it? Oh, there's some truth to that. <laughs> yeah, it's a whole lot of truth. Oh, it's a whole lot of truth. It's, it's <laughs> popular with, for a lady to be bisexual. Mm-hmm. And, right. But as soon as some, a guy, and I'm open to I have so many bi- bi- bisexual guys and gentlemen on my page, and I love them there. <laughs> because it gets a, a bit of diversity. But a lot of people... Um, don't 
they don't address bisexual guys in the African-American community. I believe it's either you gay or you're not. Yeah, they usually say there's no such thing as a bisexual man. You're either gay or straight. Now, I've heard the same sorts of things in the swing community in general that, you know, bisexual women are pretty much expected. Like if you're a chick, you're you're going to make out with other chicks. However, if you're a guy and you're bi, that's a huge no-no. So how much of this do you think is just the the lifestyle in general? And how much do you think of it is specific to the African-American community? I think it's is well, I can't say I can't say it's just the lifestyle in general because I've been to quite a few Caucasian events as well. And they're a hell well, of a lot freer. They're a hell of a lot freer than what I've been to in the African American parties. Um with with us we're open and we're we kinda talk with everyone. We don't we don't we're people that think of no judgment. We try not to be judgmental to anyone, you know, and we believe that everyone should live their own freedom. However, we didn't grow up like mm-hmm. that. Mm-hmm. And and I I know growing up in Brooklyn, New York, <laughs> it was a little bit of a different mind frame on um <laughs> bisexuals being accepted. It was just ladies. It was nothing for a guy to see two ladies together. But if you mention another guy coming into the picture, it was like, Oh no, I can't do that. You know? So I've seen <laughs> that in the African American community as a little bit more judgmental than any other race that that i've come across yeah in our community we it's a lot of homophobia that goes on and um i don't think that we've learned to address it and deal with it and it's 2019 and people are still getting treated like it's back in the 60s and it's not right and it doesn't make sense so this sort of brings up a question of some uh like very popular tv shows have you guys ever watched black mirror before Yes, yes, we saw that in California. Yes. <laughs> have you have you seen the episode called Striking Vipers, the which is basically it's a way to <laughs> address uh like Yeah, yeah, where they're addressing guys that are on the down low but they're not really on the down low cuz they're so, both projecting their minds into like sort of like Mortal Kombat characters and then fucking and these are like two black males that are best friends. Uh-huh. Like not to give too much away, I just pretty much did gave away the whole episode. Spoiler alert. <laughs> do do you think that's a good representation of how things would be in reality? I, yeah, okay. baby. I think it, that scenario made it easier for the conversation the, yeah, to be made. For the conversation to be made and also for the men to I guess explore and and, and get their sexual fantasies out without being judged and at the end well i don't want to spoil it but at the end there was a compromise that's all i'm gonna say (laughs) that's an excellent way to put it yes there was a compromise (laughs) but i you know and i guess that was uh, that was my point though is that it was it was a an icebreaker and something that opened conversation into just queer sex for uh people that identify as a black man and it isn't necessarily because like just to be very clear about this, when they projected and it was two black men that were going to be having heterosex in other people's bodies. Mm-hmm. So that there's like a whole layer of confusion on top of it. But I think that it was brilliantly done, first of all. And 
And the Falcon was one of the guys in there. Like I just like my throw out to MCU. Um, but there, uh, it was just an interesting episode and it really did open up a lot of conversations. And and I, and I was actually happy to see that episode because I'm, it's I'm, not shown like something like that wouldn't be shown as far as a major dominant African-American yeah. two major stars in that type of role. Mm-hmm. I agree. <laughs> Yeah. Now I've, I watched one of, I don't know if it was a live stream or like a YouTube video or something. It was a while ago. I watched a video that you two had done with a room full of people. And it was kind of like a round table um, where you were talking with people specifically black people in the swing community. And I know you're bringing up a lot of points and it was really an insightful conversation. So when I hear you say, all right, the community is really judgmental, da, 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 da. But then I think back on the, this really insightful conversation that I saw on your, on the video that you had posted. So do you find when you talk with people one-on-one, they're like, no man, like I want to be all these things, but I can't like, what do people say in more one-on-one private conversations about these things? Well, you got to remember there's a yin and a yang to everything, Mm -hmm. you know, um, for some people being in the, lifestyle is more of an open freedom it's because we built some really great friendships out of it you know um we built some diverse relationships that we would have never thought of and when you go when you meet people in the lifestyle they're everyday moms and dads they're everyday your doctor lawyers teachers you know regular just people And because the common gold is sex when you look at it, you know, it's everyone enjoys it and they just want to open their pilot and their sexual pilot to more possibilities. And so when you when we interact mm-hmm. with others and we brought it up at the round table, you know, with everyone, like how do they what how do they you know, perceive the lifestyle in their eyes because we all look at it differently, even though we're all coming there for a common goal. When you hear, I don't know, sexuality educators or whatever, give the generic definitions of different types of open relationships. You generally hear people say, well, the swinging, that's all about just sex. Just, it's just purely physical. And then you hear, but then there's the poly people who get into relationships. And I've often said, if you put like this, the, open relationship sexual subcommunities together like at a high school lunch table the swingers and the polyamorous people are like it's like the geeks and the jocks you know yes (laughs) so when we're looking at the community realistically is it really that sort of definition like it's all about sex or do you find people in your community they they kind of very on the spectrum between being purely physical and being more polyamorous and more about having relationships. Well, you have some people that just go to the um, venues and even clubs just for that, just for sex. They don't want to get to know you. They just want to have this experience and then they want to go home to their everyday life. Okay. Then you have Mm -hmm. people that want to get to know other people and build friendships. And, you know, build build relationships with people more than just that. I think um, the lifestyle leads into polyamory. Yes. Because it's um, you want to start getting to know the people who you interact with, who you have sex with. 
So, I mean, that's like one of the first steps of getting to into polyamory is just getting to know people and know them for who they are outside of the bedroom. I've often found, and you do a lot of coaching for people who are just entering the lifestyle, so I think you might agree with me, but I'm sure you've encountered the couple that wants to get into the lifestyle for all of the wrong reasons. And they usually will say something like, hey, you know, it's and it's usually like if it's the dude going, yeah, I want to have threesomes with other chicks, but it's one dick policy and my wife can't fuck another guy. You hear that a lot. Mm-hmm. And you also hear, we want completely no strings attached sex. I don't want anyone ha- developing feelings. You know, if my partner develops feelings, we're going to have a problem. How realistic is that? It's real. It's it's really realistic up to the couple. It all depends on the couple and their rules. It all depends on what they want and what they agree to. A lot of times you may have a couple who, like you said, it's a one dick policy. And that's what the wife may want at the time. But there should also be an option of, hey, I can also do this if I want to later on down the line. It's an option of veto. So, I mean, it all depends on the couple. If the couple wants mm-hmm. A one penis policy, then by all means, a couple gets a one penis policy. But it's all on the couple's rules. Now, you do a lot of coaching and uh, counseling, I guess, for people that are new in the lifestyle. Uh-huh. If you were to, I don't know, assign just a random percentage of people, like, are there a good majority of people that you talk to that are thinking about getting into this that just aren't ready or that are doing it for all the wrong reasons? Do you find that a lot? Yeah, it, 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 a lot of couples, they either going through something, they want to experience something different. They want to either even try to repair the relationship, but swinging doesn't help your relationship at all if your foundation is messed up. Exactly. When you join into swinging, your foundation has to be solid. You can't go into this thing thinking that it's going to be just fun and games. You have to have a solid understanding of where you're at in your relationship and then move from there. You have to have trust and communication already built. Yeah, before going any further. Yeah, right. <laughs> because you can fuck up everything. Right. So let's say hypothetically you're a late 40s couple, but your relationship is solid and you're just deciding to open up things a little bit. Uh, uh, but you don't want to really swing with other people. What would be a bit of advice that you would have for the, that kind of a person? Well, go to a you can go to a lifestyle club or an event and just be a voyeur. You can just stand by and just watch people have sex, or you can just live out your thing. You can actually have sex and have people watch you. So it's no pressure in in trying to open up yeah. your sexual palate. Yeah, that's why we say it's no unreal. Don't put unrealistic expectations on yourself. Put something that you know. Always start with a foundation of, hey, what are you comfortable with, babe? Or what do you know? What would you like to see me? Because the, before going out, yeah, before even going out to any of these venues. Start it in your own bedroom. Like, hey, babe, I would like to see you with another girl. I want to see a girl suck your dick, you know? <laughs> you know, open that conversation up first in the bedroom. And then from the bedroom, move to the next step. And even after, you can always talk about what you saw at the venue. Yeah, we love her. We call it pillow talk. Pillow talk. Oh, my God. Did you see the size of her tits? Oh, yeah, baby. So <laughs> 
And so I'm, I'm glad to hear that. Like, so it's okay for people to go and just watch. They don't have to participate if they don't want to. Very true. Of course. What I will say is the lifestyle is stuff. The meaning of the lifestyle is the umbrella. You have so many avenues that fall under the lifestyle, such as bisexuality, three, you know, um, threesomes, like just MFM, you know, BDSM, poly. Everything falls under this umbrella. You know, it's just the lifestyle is how you choose to you how you choose to live your life. I'm sure there's uh, quite a few American fuckers listening that might be in the situation that Ken just said, you know, we're a couple, we're pretty secure, we're thinking about just sort of dipping our toes in. Where do they start? Are there websites? Are there groups? Okay. What do they do? This is the fun part. This is the fun part. Because this is the exploring (laughs) part. (laughs) Um, You start off with first going online and seeing, well, first talk, like I said, talk with your partner. And see what they like. See what you want. What you want to do. Do you just want to deal with guys? Do you want to do couples? Do you want to do full swap, soft swap? Find out all of the definitions. Okay. The lifestyle lingo. The lifestyle, as we call mm-hmm. it on one of our videos, lifestyle lingo. Okay. And then from there, you know, you can do a little bit of research. Swing Lifestyle is an awesome website to start off at. Um, or Adult yeah. Friend Adult Finder. Adult Finder. Um, what's the other okay. one? Um, SDC. Yeah. And, and, and okay. And a lot of these websites, you are able to alter to even people that live close to your, like you could put in your zip code and it will find almost 10 mile radius, 50 mile radius of your location or where you're at. If you like to meet people more locally, if you want to go and adventure out and say, Hey, I'm going to be in Vegas for the weekend. You could put in a Vegas zip code or area for Vegas and then find out people and get to know people or what events like many meet and greet that they can go to. Also, um, believe it or not, Eventbrite has um, swinging um, events posted on there. I'm not too sure about in different areas, but I know in Atlanta they do. That's awesome. And in the in the kink community, we often have what are called munches. So it's Uh not like we're gonna, you know, go get kinky with each other, but we meet out at a bar or a restaurant just to socialize with clothes on. Are there similar things in the lifestyle? Yeah, they they we go to like Applebee's or maybe um a local bar. I know every Thursday um we used to go to a club called Ideals. And it's where everyone just get together and just socialize and have a drink, watch the game, play cards and just live just be normal. But still sometime, you know, grab a boob here and just, you know, flirt here and there, <laughs> but it was still fun. So, and and for American fuckers listening along, I'm going to put all of the addresses to those websites in the show notes at americansexpodcast.com. Awesome. So if you're like, what's a swing lifestyle website? Don't worry. I gotcha. Go to americansexpodcast.com. Look at the show notes. It'll all be there. Okay. So I want to switch gears a little bit okay. to a topic that I think probably all of us really dig. Um, Face sitting. Face sitting, yes. <laughs> I know you, you are... You are face-sitting <laughs> enthusiast. Now, for... Th- you can hear it in his voice. I know. <laughs> <laughs> no, the, the true excited face-sitting voice would be like... <laughs> because you'd have, a, you know, someone sitting on your face. Okay, so... <laughs> so, okay, we all are down with face-sitting. But for those who aren't as familiar... 
I hear a lot of questions like, oh, my God, isn't that uncomfortable? Aren't you suffocating? Do you really suffocate people? Like, what's the point? Or is the point just being like getting your breath taken away? Is the point trying to eat someone out? Because how can you eat someone out that well when you're being smashed? Oh, so there are all these questions. That's Tell me you, about face sitting. Clear the air. Yes, that's why you come to our class. We teach Ooh. face sitting in different positions for um, for a variety of people, no matter if you're small, thick, you know, it doesn't matter what size you are. If you have arthritis, we teach you positions that's more comfortable for you. Basin can be breast play, which is what is very enjoyable, and baby. And also, um, it all depends on the person. Like, sometimes you may just want to be eaten out, or sometimes, like my wife mentioned, you just want breath play, um, which is, which me, I like, I like to be smothered. So, it's a it's a fetish. It's a kink for me. So I like it. And a lot of guys like it, too. It's just that sometimes some women in, are scared that they may kill their husbands. Or and, their and, main... and make sure they're confident. You know, their confidence <laughs> is not there sometimes when you come to the bedroom. So we help them build that confidence and be able to actually do it properly. Because at the end of the day, you don't want to kill your mate. You just want to <laughs> sit on his face, you know, or her face or whoever, you know. Right. <laughs> So we teach with, um, we travel the world teaching about the basics of face sitting and how to enjoy it and have an enjoyable experience. Oh, okay. I got some questions. So yeah. first of all, let's say you're a very thin person. You don't have That's a lot of junk in the going. trunk. That's where yeah, exactly where my mind like, was going because I like big girls. Can you be an effective <laughs> face sitter if you got a small butt and yes. small down all there? All booties matter. And small butts matter, by the way. All booties matter. <laughs> Little booties, big booties, they all matter. But, um, but yes, of course, I mean, you can, with a thinner person, you can do the froggy position, which is actually squatting over the person's face and they're able to kind of go up and down and bounce on his face forwards or backwards um, with a more thicker female as myself because I am awesome and by BBW. So, <laughs> <laughs> um, so with me, I more so like to be on my knees instead of being on my feet in the froggy position because that froggy position can be really uncomfortable with holding up all of this awesomeness. So um, I would rather go down on my knees a little <laughs> bit better and his face can actually get into my vagina a little bit better as well. <laughs> and also queening is like the best position for everyone. Queening yes. is actually sitting on a person's face. So big booty, small mm. booty. Don't per- matter. Just sit. Yeah, just sit. So just to sit like you're on a toilet or on a bus <laughs> no, seat, like you know, every every throne needs every queen, every needs, queen a- needs a throne, and pretty much your mate's face is <laughs> the throne, and when you sit, you sit as the queen. You care about what you put in and on your body, right? I do, and that's why I've switched to Native Deodorant. It's made from ingredients found in nature, like coconut oil, shea butter, and tapioca starch. Most important of all, it's formulated without aluminum, parabens, and talc. Aluminum may be linked to some serious health ramifications, and parabens and talc aren't so hot either. But I know what you're thinking, because it's exactly what I used to think too. 
yeah, yeah. The concept of a natural deodorant is great, but in reality, they just don't work. They leave you stinky, sweaty, and they leave that white powdery stain all over your clothes, right? I just read the thoughts right out of your mind. Well, I am telling you, I was shocked when I first used Native, and it didn't do any of that stuff. It works just like the name brand, pumped full of chemical stuff I've been using my whole life. It lasts through 16-hour days, workouts at the gym, and it's not pumped full of the stuff that I don't want on my body. And also, it smells amazing. My favorite is the coconut and vanilla, and they've also got lavender and rose, cucumber and mint, and eucalyptus and mint too. Native exceeds all my expectations, but don't just take my word for it. Native has over 8,000 five-star reviews. They've been talked up on the Today Show, in Elle Magazine, Pop Sugar, Refinery29, and a bunch more. I want you to give Native a try, and I'm going to make it really easy for you. For 20% off your first purchase, visit nativedeodorant.com and use promo code SUNNY during checkout. Yep, that's S-U-N-N-Y at nativedeodorant.com for 20% off your first order. So that, that brings up my next question. What about the kings? Did the kings get to have a throne? Yeah, the kings can have a throne too. <laughs> That's not a problem at all. The kings get to sit too. Yes, the kings <laughs> get to sit too. So it's open to everyone. Okay, logistics. I'm sitting on somebody's face. Let's say it's you, Ken. Let's, let's say let's, it's me. Let's put you in this scenario. <laughs> I'm sitting on Ken's face and I got a lot of booty. And, you know, and I can't hear very well. So, <laughs> I, and I don't want to kill Ken. I just want him to, you know, be a little scared and excited. <laughs> so how do I know when I've been sitting on him too long? I, you know, all uh, I hear is move, move, If move, I stop move. moving. I'm well, then it's too late. I don't know CPR yet. I'm not certified. <laughs> we give signals. So that's, that's the very first part of our class is learning how to communicate when you can't communicate. Um, we give different signals. Like, um, I know a lot of people know the word pineapples. If you listen to Kevin Hart, you know, pineapples, yep. Yep. people that's like, pineapple! exactly. But you don't want to say that because if your mouth is full, how are you going to say pineapple? So we do like different hand gestures that you're able right. to do. One thing that we said in our class all the time is tap that ass. Tap that ass. If you can't breathe, tap that ass. That's a universal get the fuck up. Okay. Now, now you'll know the difference yeah. between, uh, okay, let me just tap Enjoyable that ass. Tap of that. And the frantic, help, get up off me, tap that ass. <laughs> right, right. Okay, okay. And, and by tap that ass, you're being literal here, not just fucking. You're well, saying no, no, actually no, no. tap the Literally ass. Literally yes. tapping the ass. <laughs> so do you find... When women are learning how to perform face sitting, because it is, it's a lot of responsibility and it's scary, I think, because, and this is my own theorizing coming in here, but as, you know, people who are socialized as women are taught to be more submissive during sex. So not only is this like, okay, I need to learn the physical, this is how I face it, but there's a lot of psychological, like, mm-hmm. holy shit, you mean I'm in charge? You mean like, and I'm not only am I in charge, like I got your fucking life in my ass right now. I could kill you. I'm that much in charge. Uh, <laughs> so, do you find for for the women who are performing, how much like psychological hurdle is learning face sitting? It, it's a, it's a definitely a role reversal 
whereas the uh, male is submissive and the woman get to be more dominant as sitting on his face. Yes. Like with that, I believe confidence goes a long way. If you come into the bedroom looking like you're scared to sit on his face, he's going to be scared for you to sit on his face. <laughs> okay. So when you when you're coming into the bedroom, we we help ladies build that confidence. What you should wear, you know how and how to, talk, how to talk to your mate in that moment, and then you know mm. from there, you know that's where you build your confidence. And you know when you get into the positions that we teach, it helps. It's easy. It's, I mean, it's really easy. <laughs> you just have to just stepping at dominating role of and just you're in charge right yeah now. you're in charge say something dirty you like my ass in your face you yeah something i don't know i, <laughs> I, I, like, I like the way <laughs> i'm she, getting a little like whoo <laughs> <laughs> like like we say we'll, we'll say been that ass over you know build that bedroom talk is there a way to practice? Could I like, I don't know, yes. inflate a balloon and practice sitting on it? Yeah. Like, do you, do you, you advocate do for that. practicing? Uh, one thing um, we do help with stretching. Number one, stretching is the number one key. You have to stretch before you do this. Even if you go to the restroom and do it, you know, you don't want to start stretching in front of your mate. And he's like, what the hell? <laughs> <laughs> or that could be foreplay. Too? Like, I'm stretching. You know what that means. Exactly. <laughs> Like it's the Olympics. But no, you want to do that before he gets home, before you make it home, or right before you could go into the bedroom, I mean, into the bathroom, do a little before bit of stretching. Yeah, before you take your shower and stretch out those muscles, get get that nice and loose. And then another is squatting is also a good activity that you're able to do to stretch out your legs and your um knees go ahead baby there's also a face setting aerobics believe it or not yes so um yeah i was gonna ask seriously yes yeah so we're well we're in the works and doing that we're actually in (laughs) in the process of working on that right now it actually helps with the back and all you stretch him because my wife deals with sciatica so she stretches Mm -hmm. a lot so that kind of helps her back out it helps her kind of stay limber Okay, and I hate working out. I will totally do the face sitting workout. Like yes. that is up my alley. Yes, and you <laughs> yes. because you know what you wanna you wanna see that arch. So if a lot of females like, how do you get that arch? And I'm like, no, there's ways that we can do it to build that arch so that arch looks awesome in front of your partner's face. And there's training Ooh. for the guys to just hold your breath and practice and practice. And practice. <laughs> Oh my goodness. And I'm going to the pool right after this. I'm yeah. not gonna die. I'm not gonna die. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, that's hilarious. Okay, we have to try this. We have to like do some face sitting now with our newfound knowledge. Yes. Okay, I, I have an I additional issue. I've got a giant awesome ass mustache. <laughs> so 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 what is there special preparations that I should do something with my mustache or just slick it back? I say slick it back. I think you'll be A-OK because there's nothing wrong with a little pussy juice in your face. It helps a bear grow. No, no, (laughs) ma'am. Flavor saver. Yes, it's flavor (laughs) for your beer. Okay. So before we hit the record button, you told us some really fucking exciting news (laughs) that the entire nation 
is going to know you, not like, you know, I mean, millions of people listen to this podcast. I can't believe you'd get a bigger audience than us. That's sarcasm. Uh, <laughs> we love all three of our listeners. Yes, all three of our <laughs> listeners. Um, no, really. <laughs> You're going to be you on This Is... <laughs> You're going to be on This Is Life with Lisa Ling. Is this true? Yes, yes. it is. Yes, it is. Okay, so this tell is me, totally tell me, awesome tell me. that we get to share this with your audience first. Like, you guys are the first people to hear this, which is great. Um, Exclusive. Breaking. Yeah, this is breaking <laughs> news, breaking news, breaking news. Okay, so um, we just got released that we we're able to say something about it, but we will be featured on Lisa Ling, This Is Life in September, and Ooh. it's coming really soon. <laughs> oh my God, I'm so excited. And you're going to be talking about like lifestyle stuff and relationship yes, stuff, I, I assume. Yes, you get to see a little bit of all about us, from us teaching to us oh. being in a relationship and how we interact with our relationships. So that's going to be an amazing experience. And I can't wait. This is something we've been holding in for a very, very, very oh, yeah. long time. Oh, yeah. you know, oh, <laughs> a whole year. Oh, yeah. We have not oh, said man. anything. <laughs> and so now we are able to actually say Damn. just a little bit. We're like, yes. <laughs> I I would have died. Yeah. I, I'm terrible at keeping secrets. Yeah. I, I would have fucking died. So, oh, so I have to ask, did Lisa want to learn about face sitting at all? <laughs> yes, it hurt. It hurt so bad. But I'm... Um, I'm excited, and it's coming. I don't think you heard my question. <laughs> did, did Lisa Ling want to? Uh, does she want to talk about face sitting at all? Oh, 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 oh! oh. No. <laughs> and you were like, yes, yes, it hurt. <laughs> yes, it hurt. Like, oh, you heard her. What? What's happening? <laughs> you gotta wait and see. You gotta wait and watch. Definitely watch. It's Ooh, definitely so coming soon. Somebody's gonna have some popcorn and be like, "Oh my god, is she gonna face Damn. it on somebody?" Well, <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna tell them just for that. <laughs> <laughs> and, um, and I think if it was D, we would have already heard about it. I don't know, but maybe he can keep a secret. I'm sure. I, so oh, I'm picturing, yeah. I'm picturing the opening scene of like, hi, you know, it's like the camera is tight on her face. Like, hi, this is Lisa Lee. And as she's talking, like today we're going to meet a couple, blah, blah, blah. And then the camera keeps panning out and it pans out. And then you see that she's just sitting <laughs> on oh, face. That. that would be the best opening. <laughs> So maybe that's what's going to happen. We don't know. We're going to have to see. That's my story, and that's how I'm telling it. I don't care what the truth is. I don't let the truth get in the way of a good story. um, It was was an amazing experience, and she was awesome. Um, She was an awesome journalist, and she's she's an awesome person overall. So, yes, we are super excited, and definitely please watch watch for it. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, and we'll put the link to that show in the show notes. So those of us who are like waiting and eager in September, we know exactly where to go and what the show is. And by the way, y'all are about to blow up. You know that, right? <laughs> Thank you. You are going to be booked so like for months out, like coaching sessions. And, well, yeah. and, and, and we're, our show is like a gateway for people to get to be famous. You know, we had Amberly on before she blew up. Awesome. We're going to have you all on before you blow up. We've had all sorts of people on here. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, exactly. Wait, Thank you wait. so much. We're, we, like I said, we are super excited. And the fact that we get to share this with you guys, as much as we love Aww. you guys, this is awesome. After five years of <laughs> trying to get on the show. <laughs> I know, right? I know. 
So for American fuckers who are completely intrigued, like I said, I'm going to have the links in the show notes to like some of the swing lifestyle sites that we talked about and the Lisa Ling show. But where can they go to find out more about you and everything you both do? Okay, so we got a couple of social media brands. Um, our website is going to be back up and running on Friday. We have a we have our website up on Friday. We're doing some reconstruction before this big event come in September. Um, and then you can follow us on Instagram, DB Passion. So it's D like David, V like Victor, and Passion. Twitter. Um, on Twitter, Twitter DB, DB Passion, Passion. Love. YouTube. Um, YouTube, you can go and check out all of our videos, all of our lingos, all of our conversations on the lifestyle, um, everything and, right there on YouTube. And to see us live and in person, we're going to be at Sex Down South. And Exotica. And Exotica. <laughs> so shout out to Sex I Down South. I love Sex Down South. That's oh the most God. amazing conference. Yes, yeah. Sex Down South is amazing. Sex Down South is awesome. It's, I, it's amazing. Yeah. And last year was our first year teaching. And we had an amazing class and an amazing experience. And then Exotica as well. We, we tour. We just came from the West Coast for being with Exotica and a, a quite a few other companies that we tour with. So, um, that we're, we're excited for Exotica. It's coming from, we'll be in Miami and in Jersey. Yeah, September and October. Nice, nice, awesome. So American fuckers go check out not only their social media and and websites and YouTube and all that. Go see them in person. Go take their class. Go if you're yes. going to be at Exotica, like you cannot miss this. There will be porn stars all the time, every time, yes. but their class will only be at one specific time. Yeah. Yep. So go check out their class. Yes, our class, and we'll be teaching actually for the for Exotica. <laughs> we're teaching. For all, we think I believe three three classes, two two, two or three classes. Face sitting, of course. Face sitting, of course. I <laughs> nice. I think Bay is bisexual. Yes. <laughs> well, we're doing definitely Bay is bisexual for um sex down south. Yes, but for sure. Well, looking forward to hearing about it. Um, and thank you. And I'm hoping like next year. We'll have you on the show again when you're all at Big Superstars. Yeah. <laughs> if if you're willing to come on our measly little show at that point. <laughs> For sure, for sure. For sure, yes. Uh, I'm excited. I can't wait. I can't wait. And we thank you guys so much for having us on. Oh, and thank you guys so much for being on the show. And I have to ask, being from Brooklyn, do you have like a really cool safe word like bodega cat or like bodega big flat cat. floppy pizza? <laughs> <laughs> no, we don't have bodega cat. I'm totally using bodega cat as my next safe word, by the way. Because then everybody will know. <laughs> It's oh, it's a secret. That. Yes. That needs to be on a t-shirt. <laughs> <laughs> yes, Bodega Cat. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Well, thank you both so much. Thank it's you guys so much. It's been a pleasure. Love you both. Bye. Love bye. You. Thank you. Bye-bye. Thanks for listening to American Sex. To keep up with Ken and I, we'll first make sure you watch our TV show, Sex with Sunny Megatron, on Showtime. Then visit SunnyMegatron.com. There you can learn more about us, read our blog, peruse our workshop calendar, or hire us. For what? Well, either for private coaching, or to book us to teach at your event or university, or as sex and relationship writers for your publication. Oh, and don't forget, we're on social media, too. 
I'm the super social one, so you can find me as Sunny Megatron on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, my YouTube channel, and a bunch of other places. But if you want to get me on Snapchat, you got to look for Sunny underscore Megatron, and you can follow Ken on Twitter at at tag SciChicken. That's P-S-Y-C-H-I-C-K-E-N. Also, please support us by shopping with the affiliates and sponsors from our breaks. And if you contribute to our Patreon, we're going to love you forever. Well, we're going to love you forever anyway, but just go with it. Lastly, if you like this broadcast, tell people about it. Tweet it, Facebook status it, and rate it on iTunes and other platforms. Thanks, friends. We'll see you next week on American Sex.